Ksuvas Perk Yud Mishnah Dalad 10.4. This is an absolutely um, fascinating Mishnah and um, I think quite a famous one. Um, the case of the Mishnah is one in which there's a man who leaves over three wives, each of whom is claiming on her Ksuba. The amount which they're claiming is different. So there's three women, we'll call them A, B, and C. A is Ksuba says she gets 100, B's Ksuba says she gets 200, and C's Ksuba says she gets 300. So if there's not enough money to go around, the question the mission wants to answer is, how do we divide up the estate to meet these three women's claims? Now, for this to make any sense at all, it has to be that either A, all three women are married on the same day, so the Ksuba has the same date in it, so they have all equal claim to his real estate. Otherwise, the woman whose Ksuba was dated first would have first claim and first lien, so she'd get paid out first in full. Or B, there is no real estate. In which case, the woman could be married on different days, it doesn't matter, since the Ksuba only makes a lien on his real estate. If she's just got chattels, movable objects, he's got movable objects, I should say, in the estate. So then they'll be paid out according to some formula, and um, that's supposed to be equitable, and it doesn't. we don't give first uh, rights to the first wife, chronologically married first wife. So... Assuming they have equal claim now in terms of the timing, legitimacy of their claim of, of seniority, the question is how do we divide it up fairly? So um, the mission gives three different scenarios. Um, the first scenario is there's 100 to go around. The second scenario is there's 200 to go around. And the third scenario is there's 300 to go around. So the question is how to divide it amongst these women A, B, and C because their total claim is for 600. Um, 100, 200, 300 adds up to 600. So there's not enough money to go around. So now, before seeing the Mishnah, you might come up with two basic um, scenarios of how to do this. Um, one way of dividing it up might be to say, we look at how many women there are and we give them each their fair share. Uh, excuse me, according to how many women there are, we look at the count of women. There are three women, so we should divide things three ways, equally. Um, they all want money, there's not to go around, and so we can give them all equal amounts. That would be one approach. The other approach would be to not look at the number of women, but to look at the size of their claims, and then, so so to speak, look at the total you know dollar amount, if you will, um, and then prorate their payoff. So, meaning, if for argument's sake, um, they're asking for six hundred in total, and there's only three hundred to go around, so we say, listen, there's only half the money we need, so each woman gets half their claim. There would be in such a scenario. Would say we'd give you know fifty to the woman who wants hundred. 100 to the one who wants 200, and 150 to the one who wants 300. Okay? So indeed, the Mishnah says that if there's only 100 to go around, each woman gets 33 and a third. So we're not looking at the amount of their claim, but the number of women, each getting equal. And it also says if there's 300 in total, then we do the prorated. We look at the dollars, not the women. And woman A gets 50, B gets 100, and C gets 150. What's pretty strange about that is if the guiding principle behind the Mishnah's allocation of the money is, as I described, then it's really not consistent. For some reason, when there's 100, we give them equally amongst three of them. And if there's 300, then we're going to give them prorated amongst the amount of money of their claim, which seems a little strange, as much as their claims, the, the way we're treating it is not, not the consistent. Um, but making matters much worse is that um, when there's 200 to go around, the Mishnah seems to allocate it amongst neither of those two um, methodologies. It doesn't say divide the 200 equally three ways, giving everyone, you know, 66 and two-thirds. And it doesn't say um, do it prorated, meaning there's a they're claiming a total of 600, there's 200 to go around, so each woman gets a third of her claim, meaning the 100 would get 
33 and a third, the 200 gets 66 and two-thirds, and the 300 would get 100. No, the Mishnah doesn't say that at all. The Mishnah says if there's 200 to go around, woman A gets 50, half of her ketuba, woman B gets 75 out of 200, and woman C gets 75 out of 300. So now, of course, it's very difficult to make any heads or tail of, of that methodology of dividing things up. Like, what would explain it? How could it be understood? It's not like either of the two other approaches. Don't see, why would it be 50, 75, 75? The whole thing seems peculiar. So, the way the Gemara resolves this problem, and the way the Bartonura explains it like the, like the Bartonura, um, is a pretty unusual kimta, where basically the women have sort of side agreements amongst themselves about what they're, not, what they're releasing or claiming relative to one another, um, which then makes all the numbers work out fine, but it doesn't then give us any generalization of how to understand uh, this mission and so on, or, or, or how to apply it according to the Tana. Now, the halacha isn't exactly like this mission at all, um, or what you take from it. I'll explain the halacha lamais at the end, but let me now try to explain this mission in a totally different way. Um, so I'm really breaking with my usual... Um, practice and policy of following the Bartanura, who here follows the Gemara. I'm not, God forbid, coming to undermine or contradict or deny the Gemara or the Bartanura, um, but I'm going to share with you a totally different approach to this, um, which I think is is elegant and brilliant, and it is the solution that's been put forth by a contemporary uh, from professor named Robert Alman, Yisrael Alman, who is the Nobel Prize winner in economics. He's a professor at Hebrew University, um, and uh, he won the Nobel Prize for developing game theory. In any case, so he put forth a totally unique solution to understand this Mishnah, which is, um, in my view, totally remarkable, in as much as it makes not just our Mishnah make internal sense, but it actually, you know, and he gives a single principle which describes how to solve um, the cases. Um, But more than that, it actually is consistent with other kind of analogous scenarios elsewhere in Shah. So let me explain his solution, which I think is absolutely remarkable um, and, and elegant and beautiful. And after that, we'll go back and say halakha lamaisa here, which isn't like the Mishnah at all. So, there's a famous Gemara in the beginning of Bava Metziah. Now, The Gemara says, if you have two people who find a talus, and one person says, the whole talus belongs to me, and the other person says, only half of the talus belongs to me, because he says we found it together. So, one's claiming 50% of the talus, and one's claiming 100% of the talus. Let's assume the talus is worth $100, okay? So one's claiming 100, and one's claiming 50. Now, if you would go with the two approaches we suggested before, the possible approaches, of dividing it equally amongst the claimants, so then you'd say, listen, divide it 50-50 amongst two people. If you'd say, let's divide it amongst prorated based on their size, their claims. So we'd say, listen, in total, their claims are 150. This one says 50, this one says 100. So you add it up to 150. And then there's only 100 in value to go around. So that means there's only two-thirds of the value available relative to their claims. Then you'd say, fine. So each person gets two-thirds of what they're asking for. So you might say that the guy who's claiming half the toss gets two-thirds of his request for half, which is actually 33 and a third. And the other guy who's claiming 100 gets... Two-thirds of his claim, he gets 66 and a third. So it's one-third, two-thirds split. But while those two are possibilities of how one might choose to divide up the talus, that's not what the Gemara says at all. What the Gemara says is that it goes 75 to the guys claiming 100 and 25 to the guys claiming 50. Now, why is that? So there's a very simple 
um, rationale which guides that division, which is on any part that there's no contest, meaning A is asking for 50 and B is saying 100, so that means that A is conceding 50 of that. He's saying, I'm, I'm agreeing 50% belongs to him for sure. So that's conceded, and in this case, B will get the full 50. And on the remaining 50, which is contested, they'd split it equally. So you split if you split 50 equally, each gets 25. That's why A gets 25, and B gets 75, which is the 50 he got by the concession, plus the 25 he split, half-half with that guy, Mr. A. So that's the guiding principle. The guiding principle is that um, whatever is conceded is conceded in full, and whatever is contested is divided equally 50-50. Um, there are other cases in the Gemara that use that very same mechanism for dividing contested assets. Okay, now what Professor Alman suggests is that that very same rationale is playing out in our mission as well. Not just in the case of the 200, the really weird one, but in all of the cases. So before I walk you through that, let me just, let's do just a bit of a, maybe get a pencil and paper if you can. Let's just walk through a couple examples here. And these are actually very specific examples, um, which are getting you halfway to the solution of the mission, okay? So let's say just for example, you have two people. And um, they're claiming, one's claiming 100, one's claiming 200. And let's say there's only 150 to go around, okay? Actually, correction, let me say there's 125 to go around, okay? So that means, of the 125... Mr. A is claiming 100, so he's conceding 25. Of the other remaining 100 that is in contest, um, they would divide it 50-50, which means, according to this principle, you have 125 to go around, then A would get 50 and B would get 75. Okay? That's the idea here. Um, Similarly, if there were, let's say, for example, um, let me give a different example here. Um, Let's say that there was, A was claiming 100 and B was claiming 300. So it would work out the exact same. If there's only 125 to go around, so then um, 25 is conceded automatically by A, so that goes to Mr. B, and the other 100 is in contest that divide 50-50. So again, even if B's claim is 300 instead of 200, it's still the same. B would get the 25 that was conceded to him plus the 50 he split half-half for a total of 75, and A would get just 50, which is his, his half of the 100 that he's fighting for. Okay. Uh, one more example. Again, this is a chosen example. Let's say there's 150 in dispute, okay? And one, Mr. A is asking for 200 and Mr. B is asking for 300. So what does that mean? That means that neither A nor B are conceding anything. Both A and B are claiming the whole 150 belongs to them because Mr. B says I get 200, so he concedes nothing. And Mr. B says he gets 300, so he's not conceding anything. And therefore, if you have 150, you divide it equally 50-50, or I should half-half, I should say, between the two of them, each one getting half of 150, which is 75. Okay? Now, if you look back at our Mishnah, you will see that all of the examples, if you take any pair of two claims from A, B, or C, the women who are asking for their ksuba, in any of the scenarios, you'll see that the way it's divided amongst them is exactly consistent with this principle of Whatever is contested, they divide half-half, and whatever is not contested, contested is conceded 100% to the other person. Okay? And the examples that I gave you a moment ago of 125 between 100 and 200, or 100 and 300, and then 150 between 200 and 300, those are the very three possible pairs of the middle case. The middle case where there's, you know, A and B, or A and C, or B and C women who are fighting over the amounts. So, 
if you look back at the mission now, you'll see, um, I'm going to go through that example, all three examples again. Here you'll see them inside. So the first case was um, 100 is in contest. Okay, there's 100 to go around, and there's three women, A, B, and C, one asking for 100, one, two, one, 300. Okay, so take them in pairs. This is, the, this is I think, a little bit of a confusing part. But if you take any pair, let's say, for example, A and B over the 100, since A is asking for 100 and B is asking for 200, Nobody is conceding anything. They both say the whole 100 belongs to them. Therefore, they're divided equally. And indeed, that's what happens here. Uh, a is getting 33 and a third, and B is getting 33 and a third. Remember, all three got 33 and a third equally. And the same would go between A and C or B and C. They would divide anything they divide equally between the two of them because they both are conceding nothing. They all three, any of the two pairs of two are not conceding anything. If you go, this is the more difficult one, if you go now to the middle case, the 200 is available, and there are two women, A and B, one is asking for 100, one is asking for 200. So, ignore the fact there's 200 available. Just look, localize amongst them. The solution to the mission. The mission says that A gets 50 and B gets 75. So if you add those numbers up, 50 and 75 means we're dividing 125 amongst these two women. And like I said before, when you have 125 divided by two women, one's asking for 100, one's asking for 200. So you see that 25 is being conceded from A, because you're only asking for 100 out of 125. So that will go automatically to B. And the remaining 100 is divided half-half. So 50 goes to A, and 50 more goes to B, bringing her total to 75, which is exactly what we said. 50 to A and 75 to B. Similarly, if you, let's say, A and C, A is asking for 100, and C is asking for 300. So again... The mission says A gets 50 and C gets 75. The total is 125. The same math would apply. This 100 is being contested and 25 is being conceded. Therefore, on the concession of 25, C gets all of that, 25. And on the 100 that's being contested, they divide 50-50. I should say half-half. So 50 goes to C for a total of 75. And then 50 goes to A, she gets 50. And similarly, if you look at pair B and C, so... B is asking for 200. C is asking for 300. There's only 200 to go around. Since even B, the smallest claim, is asking for the full 200, there's no concession. And therefore, they divide what's available amongst them 50-50, or I should say half-half. And since they're each going to get 75, you see they're each getting half of 150. Okay. Now, you might say, wait a second, that that I see in pairs of two, it all adds up okay, but why is it 50-75-75? Can't you come up with other you know, numbers which would satisfy all the pairs? How do you get those numbers, 50, 75, 75? The answer is, keeping it simple, um, there is only one solution. That's how the math works out. There's only one way in which you can divide, in this case, 200 amongst three women in such a way that each of the pairs, A and B, A and C, and B and C, all are dividing whatever they're getting amongst themselves um, in a way that's consistent with this Principle of what's in dispute, you just divide half-half. What's on dispute is conceded 100% to the other. Okay? It just works out that way. Okay? I don't want to go into the math of why it works out that way, but it does work out that way. So that being the case, um, Professor Almond suggests that indeed, that's why it goes 50, 75, 75, because that's the only way in which these women, in any group of two of them, will be consistent with the principle, I'll call it the Talus principle, of whatever's in dispute, you divide equally, whatever's not in dispute is 100% conceded. Similarly, case number, the third possibility, which was 300 to go around. So the mission said 50, 100, and 150 to A, B, and C, respectively. So if you look at any 
pair of them, again, it's consistent. Let's just look, for example, A and B. A is asking for 100 and B is asking for 200. There's 300 to go around. That means that A is... So how much are they getting? They're getting 150 between the two of them. Okay, because 50 to A and 100 to B. So that's the case. How do you divide up that 150? So again, A is only asking for 100. So A is conceding 50. That 50 goes to B automatically. And the other 100 that's in dispute is split half-half, which means A just gets 50 and B gets another 50 for a total of 100. Same goes A and C. So it says 50 and 150, says the Mishnah. So same principle applies. Since A is only asking for 100 out of... Out of they're going to be dividing 200 amongst them because the 50 plus 150 gives you 200. So since A is only asking for 100, A concedes the uh, uh, the other 100. So 100 goes to C. And the remaining 100 is in dispute, so half of it goes to C. So bring the half of 100 is 50 to bring C total to 150. And half it's going to A, bring A's total to 50. And that's exactly what the Mishnah says. And similarly, B and C's claim, they're getting 100 and 150 respectively, so it's 250 divided amongst them. Again, how would it work? Since B is asking you for 200 out of 250, so that means B is conceding 50, that 50 goes to C automatically, and the other 200 is divided half-half, so A gets, excuse me, so B gets 100, half of the 200, which is what the mission says, and C gets an additional 100, in addition to the 50 that was already conceded, for a total of 150, as the Mishnah said. So again, if we take any pairs of these, any pair of two women, um, for all the cases, whatever money they are dividing is being divided exactly according to this principle, the Talos principle, we'll call it. And again, you'll ask, wait a second, how did we get the numbers 50, 100, 150? Can't you come up with another solution that will also work for the pairs? The answer is no, there's only one solution that will work, and the Mishnah gives that one solution. So that's what Professor Ahmed says is going on over here. This is how it works. And the beauty of that is, it says that at least according to the Mishnah taken um, on face value, we're using only one guiding principle. It's the, the Talus principle, which is said in Bab Matiyah, to apply to the case of the women over here. Beautiful, elegant, simple. Um, I'm going to try, depending on how you're listening to this, I'm going to try post um, an article written by Robert Allman, the professor, um, that uses no mathematical formula whatsoever. It's straightforward-ish. Um, or you can Google it. It's called Game Theory in the Talmud by Robert J. Allman, A-U-M-A-N-N. You can find it yourself. Um, and he walks you through this, um, which might be um, helpful. Okay, so that's how to understand the Mishnah according to Professor Allman. Let me read the words inside to you. Um, and then I will also tell you the halacha. Then we have one more piece of the Mishnah to go. So reading the words inside. The Mishnah says, Mishahaya Nasui Shalosh Nashim, a man who had been married to three women, the mace, but then he dies. Ksubasa shall zoomane, the first woman will call her A, her Ksuba is a hundred. Vishelzu Masayim, the second woman B, her Ksuba is two hundred. Vishelzu Shalosh Males, and for the third woman C, it's three hundred Zuz. Ve'ain Shem Elamane, if there's only a hundred to be in the whole estate to divide amongst the three of them, again, either they all are married on the same day, so they have contemporaneous shtaros in their ksubas, if it's real estate, or there's no real estate whatsoever, so therefore there are equal claimants on the metaltlin, the chattels. So then, cholkos b'shave, they divide equally amongst themselves at hundred, meaning each of the three women get 33 and a third. Hayusham matayim, the second possibility, if there were 200 
Zuz to divide amongst the three women. A wants 100, B wants 200, C wants 300. So, Shelmana, A, who has a claim for 100, Noteles Chamishim, she gets 50. Shelmatayim, Vishel Shalosh Meos, the woman who has a claim for 200, B, and who has a claim for 300, C. Shlosha, Shlosha, Shel Zahav, each one gets three gold coins. The gold coins here are worth 25 dinar. So, 3 times 25 is 75, meaning each B and C both get 75 of the 200. And Hayusham Shalosh Meos, if there's a total of 300 to divide amongst the three women, Shalmana Noteles Chamishim, the woman who's A claiming 100, she gets 50. Vishal Matayim Mana, the one who's B claiming 200, gets 100. Vishal Shalosh Meos, and the one who's asking for 300, Shisha Shalzav, she gets 6 gold coins, again, 6 times 25. The gold coins were 25 silver coins, so 6 times 25 is 150, so that's how you divide it up. Again, Hard to see the internal consistency without Professor Alman. The Gemara says the reason why it's not consistent is because there were side agreements between the women releasing, you know, Din and Devar, releasing claims from one or the other, which is why the numbers come out rather strangely, um, depending on their agreements. And um, and that's that. Okay, now, Lahalacha, the way it works is um, that we actually divide amongst the women equally based on the number of heads, not the number of dollars. So if there are three women, they each will divide, since they have equal claim, we'll divide amongst the three of them equally up until the point that um, a woman's claim is is given in full, meaning, la laka. if there's 200 to go around, each woman gets 66 and two-thirds. If there's 300 to go around, each woman gets 100. If there's more than 300 to go around, let's say 400 to go around, so then, of course, if you divide 400 three ways, you get to 133 and a third. Obviously, we're not going to give Miss A 133 and a third because her whole ksuba is just for 100. So she maxes out at 100. So each one gets 100 equally. That uses up 300 of the 400. And the remaining 100, that brings it from 300 to 400, that B and C will divide equally, each one getting 50. That's how the halacha in practice divides up um, the scenario in our Mishnah. Again, assuming that their claims of A, B, and C are equal because their ksuba is dated the same, but there's no, no real estate. Now, period. And one more, like really almost like a new Mishnah here in truth, but the Mishnah here says, v'chein, the same principle would apply if you have shlosha, three men, let's say, shehitilu lakis, they all contribute to a common account, you know, pocket and purse, and they give different amounts. You know, A gave 100, B gave 200, C gave 300. So then, pachasu ohosiru, if it goes down or up, then kachin cholkin, they divide the same way. Now, the Mishnah is not explicit of what we mean the same way. Um, now, the idea, according to the Mishnah, um, ostensibly would be that they divide, like the last case of the Mishnah, meaning it seems like prorated. So that means just like each of the three women, A, B, and C, got half of their claim filled when there's 300 to go around. So the same thing, too, kind of like we're used to like equity allocations. I think, you know, if you have an LLC or, you know, a corporation where they put in different amounts of money, each person owns a prorated proportional amount of the of the business and their profits and loss will be allocated you know pr- proportionally and um, that's how it sounds like the mission is saying um the halacha and when the government finishes this till so then the halacha chains down it's not exactly like that necessarily it's like this so halacha it's like this if the money itself has been depleted or increased in value which means let's say for example this exchange rate changes or the king the local king like you know appreciates or depreciates the value of the currency or you know the um let's say a thief came and stole half the money whatever it is if it's the coinage itself the original principle that's been contributed gets worth less or more 
So then we allocate the gain or loss proportionally to the amount of money they put in. So it's prorated. However, if they, let's say, contributed money to the business and, you know, A put in 100, B put 2 and, and uh, 200 and C put 300 in, um, and then they all, like, you know, use that as working capital and they all, like, you know, sit together in the in the factory and make things together or in the shop and sell things together, etc. with that working capital. So then the profits um, are divided from, like, that labor, you'll call it, um, based on based on the heads, like equally between the three of them. So they each get a third of the of the profits or the losses. Because the idea being, this isn't a profit or loss in the actual contribution itself, but rather of the efforts that came from that contribution. So that would be the din according to Shulchan Aruch.